Welcome back to the DC Freecast. Brian, with me as always, Vince and Zach. We're going to talk about last week's Rebirth titles. Um, just a warning, we, we haven't done this warning in a while, but we are going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't read last week's comics yet, get to it, man. Read last week's comics. Some of them are good. Uh, let's... Oh, not in the mood, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Let's uh, let's start with Teen Titans Rebirth, number one, written by Benjamin Percy, illustrated by John Boy Myers. Um, I am interested to hear what you guys thought of this. I have one very specific thought about it, but I want to hear what you guys say first. Um, it's it's what if uh, Teen Titans were Poochie, the comic? <laughs> Elaborate on that, Vince. This is, this, no, this is where you say not funny, Vince. No, oh, not funny, Vince. <laughs> We'll get to Blue Beetle later. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, Teen Titans, I didn't hate it, but didn't it seem to you guys that it was like just a hair, like trying to be a hair too edgy for the particular team that they assembled? <laughs> like, what is Beast Boy like doing? Beast like, Boy. yeah, Beast, what is he doing? Beast. Drink, <laughs> drinking and hanging out with Pitbull. Um, who got a boner on national television once <laughs> and like swimming with a, with, like trying to have sex with this like lady, like, th- like how old is Beast Boy? He's addicted to love. He's addicted to love, Vince. Yeah. Well, might as well face it then, yeah. I guess. Nice Bob, uh, <laughs> Bob Palmer <laughs> joke there. Um, so Zach, what do you think about the book before I... Oh, I thought it was pretty uh, subpar. Okay. Here is my one comment on this book. It was 20 pages to get us to the cover. Like, the cover is Robin holding, you know, that sharp batarang thing. Or is it a couple batarangs? I don't even know. With the Teen Titans faces on it. And, like, all the book did was show Robin capture them. And it, it, you know... Beast Boy was supposed to be made this like tragic character, which didn't really work. And then Starfire just kind of walks around, doesn't really do too much. There was a little reference to um, her little pet, the name of which I'm escaping me from Teen Titans Go, the little um, the little worm. Anybody watch that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. that little worm was in the apple that that guy bit into. It looks just yeah. like it. Um, but like overall, I felt like nothing happened in this book. It was everybody monologuing about who they are, and like getting. Uh, uh, who was the writer on this again? Ben Percy. I know, I know, that was a joke. Okay. Monologuing about who they are. Yeah, it's kind of a thing he does. <laughs> um, uh, this was like the lowest common denominator of uh, rebirth books. Yeah, I still think that the book itself could be good. It just, this was all totally unnecessary. This was the definition of a Rebirth comic written before the number one issue. Because if this comic opened with those four characters, like, strung up like that, and then it reveals that Damien's the one who kidnapped them, that's, like, an intriguing way to start a comic. Mm-hmm. It's it, it could be done in two or three pages. It would be really interesting. And then I'm hooked. It's taking me 20 pages to get there, and having... And having it pretty clear what's happening about ten pages in, just didn't make for a fun reading experience. Yeah, it feels kind of like those, um, like 
prelude comics that Marvel does for the movies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, here's here's this comic leading up to Captain America Civil War that is like you know, information that no one really needs because no one is gonna read it anyway. They're gonna see the movie. Right. Right. Um, that's really so good yeah analogy. i would have i would have much kind of like like if you pick up the number one issue and it is just like those four captured by damien and then it like takes off from there like that's a great starting point i think and no one really needs to see the lead up to that yeah yeah but can i can i say that like i don't know i didn't hate it i thought it was i thought it was pretty average but um it's miles ahead of whatever was going on in the New 52 at any point. It was a very team. low bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a low bar. But, like, just, like even just the art, like, John Boy Meyer. I thought John art. Boy did a nice job. Oh, totally. Oh, John Boy. Oh, John Boy. <laughs> just totally charming and, like, yeah, even if the reveal was telegraphed by the cover, that final page does look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, I think this is the right art style for this team, too. You know, yes. like, I think I think Teen Titans should always look something like this. Kind of, you know, youthful and expressive, and, and I don't want to say cartoony, but, like, you know, it's veering towards that. Um, and, and just, like, I think that, I think that touch alone makes this a much better comic than what came before. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I, as weird as a couple things were about this, this feels like it hews closer to a youthful Teen Titans team that we've come to expect that looks the way that we come to expect as well. So, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pirating it is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I'm pirating it because of the promise of what's to come but i think if if i had to make my judgment just based on this issue i would be pulping it yeah same fair okay that brings us to batman beyond rebirth written by uh, dan jergens illustrated by ryan sook um Batman Beyond Rebirth. Yes, Batman Beyond Rebirth here. Uh, Escaping the Grave Part 1, which is the most uh, cliche title this arc could ever have. That's a whole other story. Uh, this we got pi- Jurgens. We did get Jurgens. This, uh, this issue picks up pretty much where you think it would. Um, Terry's back under the cowl. Tim is gone dead do we know where he is yeah so i went back and looked at the last issue of the last series to clarify that thank you for being a good journalist um so basically like this is just a quick summary terry didn't die because something something time reset and he was brainwashed to be a villain and no one knew it but then they saved him and now he's alive and Tim left to let Terry be Batman again. And in the epilogue of that issue, he got time zapped somewhere. And Dan Jurgens has apparently said that that is it ties into Tim's capture by Oz in the present. So, 
comics. <laughs> okay, still comics. Sounds legit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm of the generation that I watched Batman Beyond a little bit when I was in college and high school. I think, um, what's the first Batman Beyond movie? The uh, Turn of the Joker. Turn of the Joker is is maybe the best Bat movie ever made. It's um, it's really good. I really like the idea behind this character. I don't think DC has ever done a comic that does the the show or the film justice, and I think that continues here. I think the best part of this issue was Ryan Sook's art, and he's not the regular artist in the book. Bernard Chang is who I like as well, but you know, um, there was just nothing in this book that really excited me. Um, what'd you guys think? So you didn't um, think it was very shway? Was... Know, parts of it were shway. It, it was certainly shway adjacent, but I don't uh, think it was totally shway. shway. I, I will take umbrage with you only because I was a huge fan of the the Justice League Beyond series. Okay. That, uh, that, came, that digital first one written and drawn by mm. Dustin Wynn and uh, Derek Fridolfs, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. That was very good. I didn't read that. that Should line... I read that? Oh, I, at least like the first arc, which I think is like the first, like trade uh, or two, it, and it was like the first like fifteen digital issues or like six print issues or so, okay, something like that. Very Kirby influence, lots Ooh, of like okay. new gods and commandy stuff. Uh, really, really good. Um, but yeah, no, this was like this was just the thing, you know. I oh, and like. Man, to have Ryan Sook interiors like that's so rare these yeah. days, you know. Uh, and on this of all things, like not, yeah. not that this was like it's just such a random place for him to show up, and it it looked so good. It was such a good looking issue. Although I can't get over like the weird eyes. Did that bother either of you guys? On the bat suit? Yeah, they're so like no, they're so weird and like big and like angular. They don't really look anything like the the TV show look. I feel like. Yeah, in the TV show, weren't they like just very small white? Yeah, they're almost yeah. like slits. Yeah. yeah, like not too yeah, dissimilar right. to like the you know just like what Bruce looked like in the regular animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Zach, I didn't even I didn't even realize that until you said that. Now it's really bothering me looking at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> Now he, he looks like he has like big like he just saw like uh, you know uh-huh. something you shouldn't have seen. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right, Zach. Those eyes do look weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is a. Uh... I mean, I thought it was very interesting, like, how they, how Jurgens like, really did just kind of, like, recap the origin from the TV show. Mm-hmm. Because um, I feel like that's the first time that that has been, like, really tied into continuity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really interesting. There's just, like, you know, like, on a, on a like scholarly and academic level i feel like it's very interesting that i guess that's not even like for someone like looking at continuity it's like really interesting that you know barbara is the commissioner here and all this stuff you know it's like 
melding the the animated stuff with like the rebirth stuff i guess yeah that's yeah. that's one of my comments of this this feels like a book that should that should be published outside of the rebirth banner yeah but I kind of I uh, I kind of like that they're doing like I I've always wanted them to be able to feel free to do this kind of stuff within continuity but like removed from current continuity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, yeah, I sure. agree. I like that they're doing it. I just yeah. wish it was a little better, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like or I mean I guess well spoilers we can talk about what happened, who shows up at the end. Um. I was too scared to get to the last page, so you were, you didn't, yeah, because because of because of who it was, who I thought it was. Who was so it? Really, did tell you us. really not look? No, I'm kidding. Okay, I thought there's, maybe you were serious. There's a running joke on this show that I'm I'm really scared of the Joker because <laughs> he's so twisted. <laughs> damaged he's so even. Damaged. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I've had enough Joker. Yeah. Is this, is this and also, the... as like especially because there are very many villains like in the Beyond universe, and you know, and you they've already you know, when you brought up Return of the Joker movie, like that did the Joker in Batman Beyond really well. I like return to that well. It, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere remotely close to that you know yeah so is this one of the three jokers or is this a fourth joker (laughs) (laughs) future joker future joker yeah which joker is this though well it doesn't appear that he has a stitched on face nope (laughs) although like our current joke well oh man you know that's a can of worms like is the joker with the stitched on face the same joker from endgame Mm. He's not covered in tattoos, so it's not Jared Leto's Joker. It's not Jack Napier, so it's not the movie Joker. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have a mustache, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's not Lego. That's not Lego Joker. What if it was Lego Joker? <laughs> You turn the page and it's just this blocky toy lying there. Yeah. They're putting him putting him back together. Just putting his legs snapping his legs into his uh torso. Thorax. What if it was actually just Mark Hamill? Like not even <laughs> it was just Mark Hamill. With so a Jedi a beard? The, it's a crossover with the Millerverse then. Huh. <laughs> yes. It's actually Frank Miller meets Mark Millar. <laughs> so he's drunk. Miller, Got it. Mil- okay. Miller, Miller first. The Millarers. Millarer. <laughs> this um, is so dumb. That's that season prints that they're gonna announce at New York. The Millarerverse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that. Uh, what are we doing here, boys? We. Pulling, pirating, or pulping this? Mm, if it was Ryan Souk drawing every issue, I would pirate it. But since it's not, um, I actually don't know who is the regular artist. Bernard Chang, same it as is, the last it is volume. Still Chang. Yeah. I mean, I like Chang, but 
I, I mean, I, I didn't stick with the last volume and I don't plan on sticking with this one. So probably a pulp for me. Vince. I'm pulping it. I can't believe I'm the optimistic one here. I, I'm going to pirate it for a couple of weeks because I want to care about Batman Beyond in the DC Universe. But I don't yet. So I'm going to give him a couple issues to convince me. Um, that brings us to Vince's pick of the week, Blue Beetle number one. <laughs> written by Keith Giffen. Illustrated by Scott Collins. Not funny, Brian. No moss growing on this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just not my week. <laughs> Is it ever? Well, you tell me. Do I have to tell you everything? Well, uh... Did you guys practice you know, you know, this? Maybe, maybe, no, maybe we didn't. This, maybe it is more impressive because I can't come up with anything. <laughs> maybe maybe he's doing a better job than I think. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys how I read this comic. Okay. <laughs> I opened it. That's the, the first, garbage. Read, read the first panel realized I was not going to be able to make it through it so I read it like it didn't have any dialogue <laughs> I just used the art to tell the story and it didn't really make much sense but I think it was more enjoyable I'm definitely going to try that next time around because Scott Collins I think is a good fit for this book yeah very yeah, this is the most annoying book to read in a line that includes Harley Quinn. <laughs> I, I can't believe that anyone likes this. Thinks that it's funny. It's just it's just a bullshit quip fest. They're so yeah. generic. Like, so Brandon, do you want to hear this or not? I'm all ears. With that nose? I don't think so. Harvey Har, I'll let that one pass. No, no, because you just didn't let it pass. <laughs> Nobody lets it pass in this book. I I flip the page and it's full of these back and forth blue and yellow boxes, and they don't end. And the, it it's just you know, Jaime bickers with everybody. He bickers with his friends. He bickers with Ted Cord. Uh, it's just it never ends. It's it's boring, and it doesn't further the story much. Almost nothing that we see here is uh, interesting or different. We we get le- this is the first number one that is substantially less interesting than the rebirth issue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the rebirth issue wasn't even that great, but this is just that bad. Like Keith Giffen, first of all, doesn't understand how teenagers talk. Um, you <laughs> no moss growing on you. <laughs> and uh, and he doesn't understand how he doesn't understand what makes these characters interesting. Like I feel like both Jaime and Ted Cord are such interesting characters that could be really really well deployed within the DC universe to do something different. Like I think that in a perfect world, Blue Beetle and Cyborg occupy this like little niche corner of the DC universe where it's like science super heroics. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting to me. That's a lot of fun. And while, you know, I wouldn't have thought that science superheroes going to a jazz club would have been like my cup of tea. 
it's way better than science superheroes just being assholes with their friends for 20 pages. <laughs> this is a bad comic, guys. That's bad. It's mm-hmm. bad, and, like, the the jokes are so lame, but the characters all act like they're the most vicious burns ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, oh, man. Have either of you guys seen the movie The Ten? Is that the, uh... A bunch of the guys from the state did it. Yeah, it's, it's about a, like the ten. Uh... It's like, there's ten stories based on the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. There, there's a part of that movie where where uh, Paul Rudd tells Famke Jensen to go fly a kite, and she treats it like it's the worst insult you could ever imagine, <laughs> and like she won't. She like they essentially their marriage ends because he tells her to go fly a kite. I feel uh. like that would happen in this book. <laughs> like there's this incredibly lame insult, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, you took it too far," and then somebody else would say, "Is there such a thing as too far?" I don't know. Have you been there? Oh, your mom <laughs> took me there once. Oh, mom jokes. Real clever, guys. Hey, at least I have a mom. That's low. And this would be the whole fucking issue. It would just be these stupid clips back and forth. God, I hate this comic. Yeah. Oh. Really I feel... Good, though. <laughs> what was that? Your thing was really good. Oh, thank you. you like, your, your act out, your, your enactment of it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, I just can't. I can't with this one. And I was so excited they were giving us a Blue Beetle title. Yeah. Can yeah. I also ask the obvious question here? So the, the last time we saw Jaime, I think, was when he was trapped in space in one of those generically titled New 52 books, right? Yeah. Um, no, no. Well, maybe. He was in Hunted. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's there we go. Is that that's, the one? Okay. That is a generically titled space. New you're you're book. right. That is exactly what it was. You're <laughs> correct. Uh, but like you know, to me, they should at least be hinting at a mystery of how he got back. Eh. I don't know. This is such a dumb comic, guys. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm pulping this. And I'm going to make a grand pronouncement right now. This book will be among the first round of cancellations. Yeah, that's a good bet. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, this really, it to me, this feels like a book that they didn't want to make, and but they felt they had to. That's a good call. You know, this was like, this was like uh, Jeff Johns did DC Universe Rebirth. Um, number one, and he included all these different little threads of things that fans have wanted for a while. Um, you know, whether it was Blue Beetle or the Ad- Ryan Choi Adam, you know, et cetera, et cetera. JSA, yeah. And they had to get to some of them sooner than later. You know, they're working on Legion, they're working on JSA, they're working on the Adam or whatever. Um, well, it's going to be in. Now we know it's going to be in uh, JLA. Yeah. JLA. But uh, but Blue Beetle was like, okay, this one we're actually going to put out, but we don't really know what we're doing with it. Let's just give it to Giffen. Uh, it doesn't really feel like it has much um, rebirth uh, consequences or anything like that. It's just not a good comic. And it exists to placate people. Um, because of the characters, but they've got nothing to say 
about him. And I'd rather have nothing to say than have something stupid to say. Who says you have something to say? That's something stupid. This whole fucking book oh, yeah. got into my head. Yeah, because okay. you're Einstein, Brian. Yeah, I'm done. I can't. I can't even. I can't even fake quip anymore. I'm done. I'm pulping this book. That's where. That's yeah. that was such a sick burn that you were supposed to act really hurt. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, but <laughs> but uh, oh, that's sad. Um, this is the kind of book that one of these young, uh, uh. You know, like the people that are studying at this DC retreat or uh-huh. whatever. This is the kind of book they should be given. This Blue Beetle needs a fresh start and not one written by an old guard guy like Giffen, you know? Imagine if Michael Morisi wrote this book. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Just somebody like that. Somebody with a sci-fi background and uh, who wasn't Keith Giffen. Yeah, and a younger voice. Yeah. Is anybody not pulping it? Somebody out there isn't pulping it. <laughs> if you're that one reader, dear listener, write in and tell us why. <laughs> I would love to hear it. I mean, we'll probably read your email in a mocking tone and make no. it like the dialogue in this book, but, you know, no, I'm kidding. We actually, we'll I actually... actually have you on the show to publicly decry your poor taste. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That brings us to this week's uh, Net of the Monster Men crossover, uh, Detective Comics 941, written by Steve Orlando and James Tynan IV, illustrated by... um, Who illustrated this one? Andy McDonald. Andy McDonald, yeah, who did some really nice work. Um. I'm loving this crossover, guys. Yeah, I do. I think um, I think this is maybe the the weakest issue of the three so far, but it was still very good. We're at that weird point in a crossover where things have to start happening faster because we're running out of time for it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, there was still some really interesting stuff. I thought that this was by far the most interested I've been in Gotham Girl. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, she was, I think, her and uh, Dick's interaction was one of the most enjoyable parts of the book. And a nice twist, I feel like, um, for them in the issue. Or in the crossover, I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, to me, to me, I know what you're saying about this is the most interested I've been in Gotham Girl. That's true. I also think she's the least interesting thing about this crossover. Oh, of course. So, (laughs) okay, just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there. Yeah. um, I I kind of like her and Dick becoming monsters at the end. Mm -hmm. That that was fun. Um, This is just a fun crossover. Mm -hmm. Uh. I do kind of like that there's a major plot point stolen from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> how, how that cave is basically the underground river of slime <laughs> where when people touch it they get uh they get really angry. That's got to be I mean that has to be intentional, right? It has to be. Yeah. So of course next issue we're going to see the the bat family in the Gotham equivalent of the Statue of Liberty 
<laughs> walk dancing to some Jackie Wilson. <laughs> uh, indeed. Yeah, this is good. Anything else to say about this? No, it's real good. Steve Orlando's king. Real good. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. All right. Titans number three. Written oh. by Dan Abnett, illustrated by Brett Booth, and boy, was it ever illustrated by Brett Booth. It was, um, it was extremely, extremely illustrated by Brett Booth. Um, guys, I want to like this book. This was better than last issue. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was about the same. Like, yeah, me too. I didn't hate it. I thought it was it was perfectly crumpulent. Crumpulent. Um, that is an insult. You know, Trump. We got. <laughs> you're right. By the way, if I'm ever making a movie of this, I'm casting Casper Crump as Cadabra. <laughs> oh, he would be so good. He would, I would be hope perfect. <laughs> I would hope you wouldn't choose to make your titans movie about the first arc of titans hey Reaper. my hand my hands are tied red tape <laughs> etc <laughs> oh guys watchmen yeah the watchmen stuff showed up yeah how, how do you guys feel about that i don't feel <laughs> i've stopped feeling fair enough um you know it's um i understand why it's there I understand why they think it's a good idea. They haven't convinced me of that yet. And here's the thing. There are certain ideas that can only be pulled off by a top-notch creative team. Um, And I just don't... I, I like Dan Abnett fine. Brett Booth is not my cup of tea, but, you know, I'm trying to let that go. But there's just something about this book that just eat like they could be drawing the literal battle between God and the devil, and it would feel slight. Yeah. Because of the style of this book. Everything yeah. just doesn't feel important to me. And, and and you know, the little watchman teases in here, you know, there there still is nothing concrete. And for a book that was supposed to be a cornerstone of the of rebirth, there really isn't that much going on here. Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point, and it kind of dovetails into something I wanted to say about the Watchmen stuff, which is that, like, like you called it slight. I, I almost feel, like, I have this sneaking suspicion that it's almost just being treated like a joke right now. Like, like oh, I, I, I got some blood on this watch, haha. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be a trail of, like, jokes and puns and things, and then in the end, it's going to be like, this wasn't really about the Watchmen at all. Like those were just all jokes we were making or all like reference, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's not going to end in a literal battle with the Watchmen, but it's like, you know, there's going to be all these references that we're supposed to catch. And then in the end, it will amount to something much less than the sum of whatever they were trying to do. Yeah. I just don't know, man. I I don't know. This is um, this is not a good comic. It's it's not a terrible comic, but it's 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 just nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's hard to believe that the same guy is writing Aquaman. Yes. And and this. Yeah. Because um, that book is really good. 
Yeah. And this is, by the way, this is definitely the lesser of the two. We- if we if we kind of think about these as like alternating weeks. Mm-hmm. This week is like last week was an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. This week is like such a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. You know, I hate to keep ragging on Brett Booth here, but I just there I, I can't get excited by his artwork in this book. I love how often they ask him to draw pizza. Oh, and how he draws it like it's rubber. <laughs> yeah, it's it's every issue too. They've had pizza in every single issue, you yeah. know. Well, I mean they're not teens anymore, but they're still young adults and that's what young adults eat, right? <laughs> we all eat pizza. Yeah. And I, when we when we do it stretches out <laughs> oblivion <laughs> i just love how the titans go out to eat dinner in their uniforms at like a civilian restaurant well, i do and, like that. And, well, this, and, is, this is still the most 90s comic oh yeah and how, how arsenal never takes off his sunglasses and how aqualad uh, sorry, tempest what are they calling him i think they're calling him garth and how garth eats at the salad bar they're like you know two large pizzas and 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 one salad bar please you know and he <laughs> and he's over there getting his crouton on and uh wow we just lost all of our vegan listeners yeah well sorry mike romeo <laughs> um no it's just it's i don't know this is this is definitely the most 90s comic um it's also a comic that i'm still pirating cuz i'm a sucker yeah yeah you know, same <laughs> no i'll say pulp just to just to thank set you things right be the conscious of the dc3 yeah um let's go to uh the hellblazer number two written by simon oliver illustrated by moritat um bullocks i think this is maybe the the one that loses me the issue there was so much monologuing and internal thought in this issue and so much of the story having to be told by characters that shouldn't be told. Like, to me, this is a very clumsy, clumsily written issue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of struggled to get through this one. I thought it looked nice. Yeah, it did look very good. I, I like Moritat's art a lot. I just, um, I don't know. This didn't do it for me. Vince, what'd you think? Yeah, it's okay. Um, I think I've said before that like Hellblazer needs to be really good for me to really care about it because um, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Constantine as a character mm-hmm. or Constantine. I, you know, the British say Constantine. I think it, it, it's in canon that it's pronounced Constantine, but we always call it Constantine. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm just not a huge fan of the character. I think he's, like, overused. Um, it's funny because he was off the table until 2011 for, like, oh, yeah. 15 years, and yet he's already overused. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, am I not right? Or No, you're right. I, I agree with you. Yeah, so, I don't know. I can only take so much of his, like, smirking and cigarette smoking and, like, uh, it's okay, it's okay, but it's not so out of out of this world that I'm it's not something I'm like hugely looking forward to every week I feel I feel like from the the small bit of Hellblazer that I've read that this feels 
a hair closer to that than um like justice league dark and the maybe maybe even like the last volume felt like i I could see this possibly being like an arc in in the old hellblazer maybe yeah they, they they keep getting closer to that i think and i think that's where the character belongs but i don't think this is necessarily the way to get them there yeah um, I'll, I'll say this though there there are some like bits and pieces here that are it's it's some of the funniest stuff you'll see in a DC comic. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're talking about like actual genuine humor and not whatever Blue Beetle is, you know, you f- you find it in this comic. Yeah, there was something towards the end of the issue that like genuinely made me chuckle. I can't remember what it was though. Yeah, um. there's there's like one or two or three mo- moments. Every time I read this, that I really like, but oh, is that overall... every breath I take, every move I make? <laughs> yeah, they're that, watching me. Yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still pirating this because I'll stick with it. Um, I'm. I, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for his story and Swamp Thing's story to dovetail again. Yes. Because because when when the the promise of that book was really interesting to me. And we we haven't gotten that yet, really. Yeah, I I think if this becomes kind of the the um the playground for the dark magic parts of the DC universe, that's a lot of fun. If each arc brought in, you know, one arc one week he gets Zatanna, then you get maybe Frankenstein. Like that stuff's interesting to me. And that stuff's fun. And then you're using Constantine as a foil for those other characters. I like that a lot. That's what I want. Yeah. And then I'm on board. So basically, bring back Justice League Dark. <laughs> yeah, only, you know, like, I think doing it in that roundabout way would kind of alleviate a lot of the problems that Justice League Dark had. Yeah. You know, I really would love to see, like, a Constant- Constantine-Shazam team up. Yeah. 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 I'm only I, w- I would like it to be, like, the more innocent, like... <laughs> yeah pre-new 52 Billy Batson. I feel like that would be really funny. I could just see, like, Constantine, like, the day they finish fighting, and he hands him a drink, and he takes a sip and then spits it out, like, this isn't Coke! You know, just like, <laughs> it's like something really cheesy like that, but, you know... Yeah. Say, mister, what are you yeah. trying to do? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm still pirating it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, it's not bad, but... Yeah. Uh, Batgirl number three, written by Hope Larson, illustrated by Raphael Albuquerque. Up on Gangnam Style. This... Oh, gosh. <laughs> this one Mark. had some interesting logistical leaps. Yeah, this one also had a sharp drop-off in quality from last issue. Like, you think so? I think so, yeah. Like, the whole thing with the, the bacteria. Yeah. The The logic there just lost me. It's like, oh, data, bacteria, information stored in bacteria. <laughs> that was all brought on by sitting next to some salesman on an airplane. Yes. I mean, it's still it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, the the flow, the pacing in this issue was really weird. This also had a ton of Barbara just thinking to herself. Yeah, a lot of thought bubbles, which and, I don't mind. Like I'm, I'm cool with thought bubbles. But like half the issue was thought bubbles. 
Well, how often do you see thought bubbles, Brian? That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I still like this. Um, I, I like, I like that it's pretty much a fifty-fifty mix of like, uh, semi-romantic travel log, and an actual like, globe-trotting Batgirl comic. Um, I guess I see what you mean by like the goofy logic stuff, but. I don't know. It wasn't so egregious that I didn't just think like, "Oh, comic books," you know. Like, That's I don't know. See, to me, it was the way she got there was egregious. The yeah. lot, the thing itself is 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 one thing, but just for her to be like bacteria, knowledge, bacteria, you know, just like it just seemed a little bit cor- a little hokey it, to me. Well, it was halfway, but it was halfway to Adam West in the uh, yeah. Batman it was. Series. You're right. And we were at C C for Catwoman. <laughs> You always use that example. Because it's the worst one. <laughs> it's the worst one. Now, wait a minute, though. You've never had somebody try to sell you probiotics on an airplane before? I mean, because, that... because I have. <laughs> Was that a jab at, um, what's the, uh, what's it called? That pink stuff. Do, do people on your, do your Facebook friends try to sell that stuff? Oh, oh I know what you mean. Uh, uh, uh uh plexus yeah 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 it Probably. felt like a it felt like a plexus jab yeah oh man that'd be funny if it was that um, stuff is nasty <laughs> anyway I- i'm still pulling this i believe in this book this issue notwithstanding yeah same yeah yeah i'm pulling it i i like how light it is you know um that that's kind of how i feel about it i guess the leap in logic would have been worse for me if this were like Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, which I see as like a, a slightly heavier, you know, classic street level comic. This this just feels like a like I'm enjoying this as a light travel log. I just, this book just feels different to me, and so that I don't look at it in the same way. I guess. I don't That's know. fair. Um. All right, that brings us to Deathstroke number three, illustrated, written by Christopher Priest, illustrated by um, Joe Bennett, who I believe might have illustrated some issues of the first arc of Deathstroke for the New 52. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, this issue sees the reintroduction of Ravager to the book. Um, what do you guys think of this issue? I, I like I like this book a lot, you guys. Yeah, I still I still enjoy it a lot too. I ever since I made the Metal Gear Solid connection, I can't <laughs> not enjoy it. You got it, man. I, it's a little weird. Like it felt a little weird to me that their like Rose had to be like the bouncer at a strip club. Yeah, but, but it just feel it just feel. That felt like New Fifty Two edge to me, like Voodoo. Remember, like Voodoo with Stripper. And... How could I forget? <laughs> Boy, I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nurse. God. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That that felt a little weird. Like that's a weird place to find Rose after, I don't know. When was the last time we saw her in the New Fifty Two? Like 
the Superboy stuff? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. She might have popped up, like, in Future's End. Yeah, maybe. Wasn't she maybe on the island? Yeah, you're right. <sighs> yeah, you're right. But I did, I did like. The I, way that... I forget family members' names, but I can tell you that we saw her on the island in Future's End. <laughs> well, this has been a hard road, Brian. It has been. Um. But I, I, I like that she like immediately got into costume and was like hanging out with her dad on the rooftops. Like it didn't take any prodding at all to get her up there. <laughs> um. Yeah, I this book's a lot of fun. It is. Um, there's also some stuff happening here that I don't quite understand. Okay. Like, I presume that Deathstroke getting shot in the head is what made him lose his eye in this continuity. Yes. But didn't kill him because of his healing powers. Mm-hmm. But that's never really... I feel like I feel like the one what I like about this book is that it doesn't lay everything out for you, and like we don't know the extent of his healing powers, uh, yeah. so I kind of like that that's sort of ambiguous. I like that there's some question to my reading of this. You know, I think that's actually a really good thing about the comic. Um, I thought Joe Bennett did nice work in this issue. I think that uh, Rose is an, is already more interesting than she was for the last five years, and I, I dig it. I do. Yeah. I'm with you. Are we all still this pulling a, this? It's a good book, yeah. Okay. I have a feeling we're not going to have that to say about the next issue, Suicide <laughs> Squad number three. Oh, my gosh. Written oh, by is... Rob Williams, illustrated by Jim Lee and <sighs> Philip Tan. This is really dire. It's bad. This is terrible. That backup. Which looked beautiful, actually. Yes! This is the best Philip Tan has looked in years. Yep. It was like manga meets Jim Lee, you know? Yeah. And I thought that worked really well, but I couldn't give a damn for what any of the words said. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, I also feel like Katana's a character that her origin is so simple. Like, she has this sword, it has the soul of her husband and the souls of those she's killed trapped in it. One sentence long. Well, like, she is one character that was like, Katana just can't catch a break in, <laughs> in the comics or in the films or actually at all. Like, I think about every use of that character in the past, like, I don't know, five years has just been bad. Yeah. Yeah, no argument here. Yep. When the best thing she's been a part of is that ill-begotten Jeff Johns JLA book. <laughs> yeah. Like, that says a lot about her. Yeah. 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 But, like, I could not care less about the Zod story. Oh. No. And I, you know what? I realized, like, we didn't talk at all about last love, the last issue, like, Captain Boomerang apparently dying. Yeah, that because that's just gonna be some bullshit. Because he's coming back. You think so? We already we already kind of know he is. Because isn't he part of uh, Suicide Squad versus Justice League? Is he? I'm he fairly probably certain. is. Is he on I'm the fairly, cover? He was in the solicit. Oh, he was. Okay. It was like all your favorite Suicide Squad members, like Harley and Boomerang, and Miscellaneous. 
Um, and Zod. Yeah. I don't know. I the, yeah. I wanted. I I really thought like, all right, with Rob Williams at the helm, this is going to be the Suicide Squad turnaround. And it's just so messy. Has there been another comics property that has gone from cult favorite to critical fuck you as fast <laughs> as Suicide Squad has? <laughs> No, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I feel like it took a lot longer for Deadpool to get insufferable. Yeah. Arrested Development. Ah, the, yep, there you go. <laughs> and that's that is earned. Let me tell you. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's so easy to forget. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Mr. the only nice F. <laughs> something, something, uh, Gene Parmer. <laughs> that brings us to Action Comics number 964, written by Dan Jurgens, illustrated by Patrick Zercher. More of this Superman, Clark Kent are the Guys, same what person. What the fuck is going on in this book? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> This so, is the Superman story we've all been dying to read. <laughs> but that do you mean it's a hallucination before we die when our, our brain is firing synapses that have no place to travel to? Why did they feel that they needed a parallel Clark Kent that seemingly always existed with a 90 five percent similar story to the clark kent we've always known who is not actually superman and they need seven issues or whatever to explain this to us this is the most convoluted like i can't imagine jurgens pitching this writing this editorial reading this and all sitting around the table nodding going yes readers are going to love the story of non-superman original clark kent Double shipping, dude. Yeah, but even even so, like other books are double shipping and not doing this. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse. What is this? Like, wh- who who thinks that this is entertaining comics at this point? Like, explain to me why we need this Clark Kent. Is it solely to have a Clark Kent running around while there is a Clark Smith? Because Clark Smith cannot be Clark Kent. That can't be it. Well, what's the reason? Why this? If this guy is who he says he is, and who and who the 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 healing crystals or whatever the hell Jill Stein's healing crystals <laughs> that he used on Hot him, take. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> um, if he is who he says he is, he's never been Superman. He's just some random Clark Kent with no powers that has a shockingly similar, albeit a little bit different, origin. Like, Look, there's no way he's who he says he is. Okay, but then what? why? What is this? It's a bad Dan Jurgens comic. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, it, There's no way. There is no way that the Superman... Now, granted, I feel like it's easy to put anything in the mouth of New 52 Superman because he's dead and he's gone. But like, we heard about the Kents... And we know, like, Lana Lang backs up his story. 
right? Like Lana Lang knows that the Superman that we all knew was Clark Kent. And Steel and Batman and all those characters back up this story. But this doesn't seem like that guy. It's not that guy. Exactly. So what the fuck? There's no way that there was two families named Kent that both adopted a kid they named Clark. Like, there's just, there's no way. This, what this is going to be, I'm I'm calling it, I'm calling my shot right now, okay? This is some sort of alien that's been implant that's been implanted with these memories to like make the world doubt Superman. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be some alien or clone or goo or something that has been implanted with these memories to make the world doubt Superman. Mark my motherfucking words. There is no other way this makes any sense. That's such a bad plot point, and it's. it's Am I going to be wrong? No, probably not. But it's such a. I don't know. Part of me thinks it's just like the continuation of the convoluted mess that was New Fifty Two Superman. Like, yeah, I, ex- I agree like, with Zach. Let's just keep that fire burning. Part of me thinks it's just like DC editorial thinks that they wrote themselves into a corner, and they really need to explain how New Fifty Two Superman could be dead. Uh, Pre Flashpoint Superman is Clark Smith. But how can we have a Superman without a Clark Kent? We need to come up with a completely different one and explain in agonizing detail <laughs> why and how that is. Even though nobody cares, except the most wienerific of readers that care <laughs> about this continuity shit. <laughs> They're wieners. The I, I get, got it. Thank the you. People who get on forums and are like, well, I, whatever happened to Clark Kent? Why, you know, blah. As if it matters. <laughs> this I is don't such know. A, this is such a waste of two ninety nine, and decent art. And they're walking around the Fortress of Solitude explaining this story that may or may not be real. And they've been trying to figure out if it's real for seven issues. And after this issue, which is supposed to be like, this is supposed to be the story of who Clark Kent is. And you still don't even know. And it's not a question I even want the answer to. So just get it over with. Right? (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. I'll tell you that much. You're not wrong. Is there anyone that's intrigued by this? Again, right, yeah. if you're listening, write in and say, yeah, I'm actually interested in who this fake Clark Kent is um, among all these other super folk. Because <laughs> how can you be? Someone is. Someone is. I mean, I, I, I guess I do get, like, yeah, there's a part of me that wants to know just because it's a mystery that is there. Yeah. But it's not a story that I was, like, ever, like, this is not a necessary progression of, like, the where the Superman line was going, you know? Exactly. And it's it's strung out beyond belief now. Mm-hmm. Like, now, this issue, I, and I'm like, I can't believe we're not even any closer than we were before to even knowing, and I don't care. I officially don't care now. Isn't it kind of weird that they're just having her, having him, rather, write the story that Lois Lane has written 4,000 times? 
Like that was I my big like takeaway. Was like, isn't haven't we read Lois Lane write this story better a million times? But they that see that is one negative consequence of rebirth is that at certain points, and thank God it hasn't happened very much, they do fall back on these tropes where it seems like they're thinking, well, this this is something that people remember about Superman, so we got to do it again, you know. Having someone write the story of Superman is something that's happened before. It's an iconic, like, moment in Superman's career. So I guess we need to have somebody do that again, you know? There's a lot that's great about Rebirth, but a couple of these things are like, all right, we've seen this one too many. Like, we've seen Red Hood's origin too many times now. We've but don't seen you think that's more of a New 52 thing than a Rebirth thing? Um... Well, it's a rebirth thing in that it's hearkening back to something that they clearly think is an aspect of the character to focus on. Does that okay. make I'm not I'm not necessarily pinning down which era it comes from. Okay. I'm saying it's very rebirth to retell something they clearly thought was very important. Okay. Does yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I would say it's very DC versus very Rebirth, but oh, maybe, okay, maybe sure. we're just nitpicking here. But anyway, yeah. this is garbage. I'm pulping this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm in the pulp pile at this point. Too, I, want I want to like uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Zach, I think you said it best a week or two ago. Everything I wanted out of this book, Superwoman is doing. So this book is easy to pulp now. Yeah. Super Superwoman's giving me Lex. I think that was you that said that the other. Yeah, the other, yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah. You're totally right. Like everything I wanted out of this book, I'm getting over there and with Superman. So it's fine, you know. Yes, I, I'm okay leaving this behind. Okay, that brings us to the Flash number seven. Um, the Flash is a good comic, guys. Very good. From the cover, from the front cover to the back. From Tag, You're Dead, on the cover, to the last page. It's good. I, I love that they're doing speech bubbles on the cover now, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, something that I liked about this book a lot was that it's it's very grim. Like, Godspeed kills a lot of people but it's not very violent. Like, they didn't feel the Versus, need... like, Suicide Squad. Yes. Right. Where, like, people's heads are exploding. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Godspeed, Godspeed blows somebody's head up in this issue, but you don't see it at all. Right. Someone describes it briefly, but they spare you the, you know... And I, I don't want... I always sound like a prude when I bring stuff like that up, but... I don't need exploding heads and stuff in my Flash comic, you know? Mm-hmm. I, it makes a little more sense in Suicide Squad, although I think it's still over the top. But yeah, but I don't need that in my Flash. And I, I you know, that was one thing about the Jeff Johns era that always kind of bothered me a little because he tended to get overly violent. Especially with arms. A lot of, yeah, a lot of... A lot, a lot of arms. A lot day. of arm rips. <laughs> Better than heads exploding, I guess, but but yeah. Yeah, now this is good. Um Godspeed is a, a 
pretty interesting villain. Not like a total rehash of Reverse Flash. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Like I, I do like where this issue is. He- this story is heading into its last issue. Yeah, I, I'm also though excited to have it be do something else other than this story for a bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I but I kind of feel like this is one of those books where it's just going to be one long continuous story, and it's going to be less of an arc type thing. I could be I could be proven wrong, but that's just kind of the impression I get. Like it just it it feels more like he's building a world than like building individual arcs here. Yeah, I agree with that. He's he's almost like rebuilding this like classic. When I think about the Flash in classic terms. I think about his entire family running around from like Bart or whoever um, all the way up to Jay, you know, and they're running around the city and there's like flash statues and there's a museum, you know, like, I feel like he's really building to that. Yes. Oh man. I really like, I feel like we're, we really are moving towards that though. Like, you know, if we, you know, we may be, who knows, getting a JSA announcement anytime soon and, with that, you know, if we get Jay back, oh. and you've pretty much, you know, you've got, you've got everybody. I mean, not every, but like, you know, still missing like Max and a few other people, but Bart. still, yeah. But we have two Wallies. I feel like that almost kind of mm-hmm. makes up for that in a way. Oh, Ken Godberson is gonna punch <laughs> you in the mouth if he heard you say that. <laughs> We're gonna get Bart back though eventually. He'll be back. Yeah. It'll be some goofy thing, but he'll be back. Yeah. Um, wasn't there was there a Jay Garrick uh, statue in this issue? By the way, there is a. I don't know if it was in this issue. There is a a, a variant cover that Multiversity premiered last week that had Barry in a park, and he was sitting beneath a statue of Mercury, but it looked a lot like Jay Garrick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I. I just thought I saw that somewhere. And it I, could have been in this issue, too. I didn't spot it. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. No, I think you're right. I think I was thinking of that cover, maybe. Okay, we got two more to, to run through here quickly. Uh, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps, number five, written by Rob Venditti, illustrated by Ethan Van Skyver. Zach, was, take it away. This, it wasn't very good. Like, this issue, as I read it, I like the whole time I was just thinking, like, man, the Green Lantern line just needs a hard reset, like just a back to basics. Because like, he's going translucent. This whole like, this storyline is going translucent. Just like I, I just there's like this weird disconnect where like, and maybe this is just me. Like I'm, I may be like projecting, but there was that like period of time. I, I guess actually like the whole like. DCU era of Green Lantern I didn't really follow and so all of this stuff about like the Green Lanterns disappearing and the Sinestro Corps taking over and yeah how going translucent and like all this stuff feels like <sighs> yeah you know like this weird like nebulous limbo thing that it, that has happened and it, it just feels like needlessly convoluted and not very interesting and kind of just like the, the the whole like Green Lantern franchise is moving off in a direction that I just think is like not terribly interesting. 
while like the the majority of the DC universe is moving somewhere like moving forward you know where mm-hmm. i feel like this is just moving it's treading water if, yeah it's just treading water if not you know like sinking a little bit yep um yep there there's no the thing about it for me is that like you said uh dc rebirth is moving everything forward this feels like every green lantern comic i've read for the last 10 years like there's no there's no legacy here there's no greater cast here anymore they're still not doing anything with the extended lantern cores um really at all um yeah there's know, there's really no heart there at all like, yeah there's no heart yeah that's that's really good like you've got you've got the, this team you've got like you've got so many earth lanterns you know you've got hal you've got john you've got guy they don't they haven't felt like a team in forever, you know? Um, I guess I would love to just see them all together actually fighting for the same cause in the same place and, you know, operating operating as a core again. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be that guy who's just, you know, like, remember in my day, but, like, <laughs> like Sinestro Core War, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. Those were great comics. They were good stories with heart and good, you know, like a lot of like character and plot. Yeah. And this is just like a shell of that. You know, it's kind of like this. And we've been in this like holding pattern where we just kind of like recycle through the same characters and it gets like a little staler and, you know, it loses something every time it comes through that like grinder, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. We have to of... find a way for the Blue Beetle characters and the Lantern characters to all walk through the same black hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And let them come out the other side changed and different. A lot of weird... You get van- green beetles and other yeah. sorry, Blue Lanterns, but... <laughs> Bring back St. Walker. Oh, yeah, which apparently yeah. he's coming back soon, isn't he? But it's probably not going to be... Probably. Well, all will be well. Oh God, I hope so. Um, It'd be there's nice. A, there's a lot of weird Van Skyver art. In there this is. Movie. There's so much of it. Like that opening, the opening thing of guy yelling. <laughs> teeth, teeth don't operate like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, hang on. You, you guys know the the greeting cards that you open and then like a uh, sound comes out. Yeah. If you open this up, it should be. From yeah. no, it should be from the CSI opening, the the Who song, the like, ah! like right there. Yeah, after after uh, what's his name tells a shitty joke. Yeah, he, someone just pulled sunglasses off of guy's head. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a garbage comic. I'm pulping this. No, I like to imagine that on the cover, John Stewart is yelling, "Light him up." And then when you turn to the guy, he's screaming, I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. That, w- that would instantly make this a pull. But no. You know, I was going to pirate this, and then there was that scene of Sinestro having sex. Okay, <laughs> wait. We have to talk about that scene. I for- almost forgot about that. Okay, I want you guys to pull that to pull that up, okay? Yeah, I'm looking Stuck at there. it. I'm looking at it. Okay. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> Panel one. 
Sinestro fully clothed. <coughs> Paddle two, Sinestro fully clothed. Paddle three, naked post-coitus. Like, what happened between panels there? Wait, post-coitus. I feel like he's done at that point. Like, he is, uh, he has, he has, you know, laid his, his, his track and he is done. Laid his track? <laughs> Is that a euphemism for sex? Yes. <laughs> laying, laying pipe, I've heard. He's a, he's, a steam, he's a steam train, man. He's, he's a powerful, he's the leader of the universe. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's a weird comic. Where did that the, come the, from? The page with the spaceships looked good. But yeah. where did his clothes go? But then are they going to do it again? She's like raking his chest and making him bleed. Maybe. Also, man, like, again, just like, you know, like, he's got that that Green Lantern core scar that's like you know this this comic is like it, it, like Green Lantern Rebirth happened over 10 years ago <laughs> and this is Ethan Van Skyver drawing the same Sinestro yeah. with the scar on his back and like as much as I love that stuff like man I would love to see just something totally different you want to you want to see him in the jester uniform in the what you want to see him in the jester uniform the jester uniform yeah like the what doesn't sinestro's like old jester uniform oh oh yeah i just meant like for all of green lantern in general but yes bring back the jester (laughs) no i just mean like you know and i had hoped that's what like green lanterns would be but it's not it's you know very much in this this wheelhouse too but like you know Oh gosh, I could have picked like almost any other creative team on like a, a current rebirth book and like thrown Green Lantern at them, other than the Blue Beetle team. Yeah, uh, or the Action Comics team. Or the okay, there's a few teams I wouldn't have given Green Lantern, but yeah. Like, Can you imagine how much better the world would be if Tom King got Green Lantern instead of uh, Batman? Well, I don't know. You think about it. Who knows what would happen? You saw that one shot he did. And I did see that, but. Yeah, but like now, guy would like uh, create a gigantic uh, airplane construct, and uh, uh, and he would kill half would the planet. Would still be better of this. Than this <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. But but yeah, for real though. All right, um, that's a pulp comic. Let's let's uh, let's wind this down. Wonder Woman number seven, Rucka and Sharp, the uh, the fifth part of the uh, lies storyline. Um, I like the cheetah stuff. I kind of like this. I still much prefer the year one stuff, but I kind of enjoy this. Yeah, this was, this was, I liked, what I really liked about it was the Liam Sharp art and how he, how it kind of starts off with you seeing Diana and uh, Cheetah bust in with the from like the perspective of the captives, right? You know? um, that was a really cool page. Um, I thought the fight scenes all went pretty well. I think they were like I just like the way that Liam Sharp draws anything yeah. really, but but he's you know for somebody that um, draws really detailed, you you would think that he might not be as strong of an action artist, but that's not the case. He's totally competent in that area um 
I just think it, I just think it's such a slow burn at this point. Like, this is a very good comic that happens to also be an extremely slow burn. Like, this is Wonder Woman issue seven, and like the big finishing line of the issue is, uh, you know, Cheetah on her knees saying like it was all it was all lies, you know, which is the thing that this entire arc is based around. Um, you know, in the Lasso of Truth, and like kind of redefining all of that. And I, we're still not quite there yet, even after all these issues. So it's just such a slow burn, but it's a really good comic. Yeah, I also really like the importance that Diana keeps putting the, the kids in. <laughs> like just saying how important they are and how, you know, think of them. All that, that seems very Wonder Woman to me. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not true, you know. Right, yeah, exactly. They should all die. Kids are worthless. <laughs> little little sucky bye. <laughs> sure. Um, Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. I like the year one story better. Um, I do think it's interesting that, like, we think this is slow, but it's really just, like, a monthly comic now that's, like, <laughs> on its fourth issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so yeah, funny how like our perceptions have changed in just like three or four months of having double shipped comics. I yeah. mean, you're not wrong about that. Um, yeah. Well, that's a lot of books, guys. <laughs> and uh, not to uh, not to be that guy without counting any of the non-rebirth books. We have nine rebirth books for next week. And then we have the Dead Man book, The Death of Hawkman, Midnighter, and Apollo, and Shade the Changing Girl. Uh-huh. It's See which weird. books I'm not going to read next week. And the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not going to read Harley Quinn, Zach. Okay. Uh, let's see. You're not going to read uh, Green Lanterns. Batman and the TMNT. <laughs> that doesn't count. Hey, should we just decide to like? Uh, this is just off the cuff. All these ones that we've we're all pulping now. Uh -huh. Should we should we just decide we're not talking about them? I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Listeners, what do you think? Yeah. Okay, that's what we'll do. All right. So so let let's call Thank it right you now. Listeners. Yeah. So we're not talking about Harley Quinn either. Green Lantern book. Um, Blue, Blue Beetle. Beetle. Batman. Action. Action. Uh, Batman Beyond? Uh, I, I mean... So, I think some of these we give them a couple... The, like, the new ones we give them a couple... So even Blue Beetle? Okay. One of us can, like, peek in on it, and if it is worth talking about, we, we can talk about it. I'm going to probably uh, keep reading everything, but I'm going to just be more judicious yeah. about skimming and whatnot. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I think if there's something newsworthy in action, we should definitely cover... You know, because that'll be same. a book where something important happens, you know? Yeah, but like, and I'll keep just... reading Green Lanterns because I'm a masochist. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um. Okay, yeah. We just need to have some conviction. <laughs> yeah. Some of this does not need to be talked about. Yeah. Well, also because I feel like you know we're just going to become increasingly negative, and that's not healthy. Right. It's not healthy. No. Um. No, it's not. Hey, are we ever going to get to the top ten? We, we were gonna, should. We're going to redo our top tens. Well, now that we have 
at least one issue of all the books until February. I guess we can start doing that, right? Can we do that really quick? Uh, I, all right. Yeah. yeah. I need some, I need to write this down. I can't, yeah, me too. can't type it. Isn't that weird how our brains work? <laughs> all right, let's see. All right, so <laughs> we took a little break. We came up with our top ten books of Rebirth so far. These are ongoing stories. This isn't like a particular issue. This is just the books that we think are the best so far. Um, let's start with each of our number tens. And let's not say if the books will appear later in the other person's list, because that will make this a boring conversation. So yes. let's just but kind of do this quickly. So ten, Zach. Death, Deathstroke. Uh, ten, Vince. Uh, well, can I say my honorable mention first? Sure. I had to leave this off, but I felt really bad about it. But Steve Orlando's Supergirl would be my number 11. Okay. Um, my number 10 is Trinity. My number 10 is Deathstroke. Ah. Uh, number nine, Zach. Aquaman. Number nine, Vince. Deathstroke. Number nine for me is All-Star Batman. Number eight, Zach. Uh, Justice League. Vince? <laughs> New Superman. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's... I forgot that was a book. Uh, it's for me, it's Detective Comics. Uh, number seven, Zach. Flash. Vince? Ooh, seven. Flash is at seven. Uh, Wonder Woman for me. Uh, Supergirl for me. Mm. Number six, Zach. Detective. Vince? The Flash. I acted all outraged at Zach having the Flash at seven, and I have it at six. Uh, six is Aquaman for me. Uh, five, Zach. Trinity. Vince? Wow. Batgirl. Uh, Trinity for me as well. Uh, four, Zach. All-Star Batman. Vince? Nightwing. The Flash. Uh, three, Zach. Superman. Detective Comics. Superwoman. Two. Superwoman. Superwoman. Nightwing. Ah. Uh, One. Nightwing. Superman. Superman. Uh, so our top threes are all the same. Yeah. Just, just in different orders. <laughs> well, my three was detective for oh, me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Nightwing was four, but close enough. Yeah. Close enough. And I realized that the, the book that I forgot was Aquaman. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I would have, when we all had Green Arrow off our list. Yeah. Which I thought would have made at least one of yours. It was my if I had eleven, Green Arrow would have been my number. You 11. know, I think it would have been mine as well. Green Arrow would have been like twelve or thirteen for me. Okay. Supergirl eleven. God, Aquaman. I think Aquaman goes in front of New Superman though, and that would knock everything else down. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, point being, Superman, Superwoman, Nightwing, The Flash, Flash Detective, Detective, Aquaman. like honestly, like the the gap, like I I love The Flash, but I think there's like a there's a sizable gap between like I had Detective at six and Flash at seven, like the my one through six are so so like tightly bunched in terms of like how much I enjoy them that like any of those could have like gone up or down one see Fairly that's how i feel about my top four superman nightwing superwoman the flash like those to me are my are my four absolutes i didn't have to think about those 
And then Trinity, I put there. I, I have a feeling Trinity's going to fall far from that spot. Maybe, but, but man, I just, yeah, I felt kind of bad putting it as high as, like, I wanted to put it higher, but I settled at five for that reason. Um, What's but interesting, I was laughing because my top six is all Batman and Superman related books. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say, I was, that's an excellent point you're bringing up. I was going to say that it's amazing how, you know, before Rebirth, I think all of us would have, if we had done the top 10 books of the New 52, like at the end of the New 52, we would have had things like Omega Men, Grayson, Omac. Batman. Omac. No, I meant like ongoing at the time. Uh you know, like Omac. <laughs> In my heart. Yeah. But like we would never have had the Flash. Oh no. No, 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 no. I don't think a single super book would have made it. Maybe the Greg Pock extra the action Pac, comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um but just like just the fact that in my list I have if you're counting Trinity as being kind of a Superman book, then that's four super books in my top ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, two, I guess three, four bat books in my top ten. The only two books you can say are are not. Uh, sorry, the only three books you can say are not uh, bat related in my top ten are the Flash, Aquaman, and Deathstroke. And he's going to Gotham next week, so yeah, Flash, <laughs> and Deathstroke for me as well. If you count Justice League as a, you know, it has everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's interesting is I feel like if you would if I had looked at the list when initially released before creative teams were attached, I don't know if any of these would have made my top ten. No. I would want it to. Like Superman, I want to be great. Yeah. I've always wanted that book to be great. But Well, then you but you gotta think about what you would replace them with based on name alone. You right. know? Green Lanterns. Um, you know, yeah, Green Lanterns would have been up there for me. Batman uh, probably wouldn't have been up there for me. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, man. That is, that's something. Batman was nowhere near any. I mean, obviously, it's the worst book, we think, pretty much. No. I don't know. I think, I think Blue Beetles is worse yes. now. Suicide There's Star a couple of worse books right now, but. For, for a while, it was the worst book, though. Yes, it was. For, for like a couple months, while all these things were still rolling out. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's man, how the mighty have fallen. Absolutely. Well, folks, that does it for this extra long. These are all getting long, man. We got to cut down on the books just to keep the shows closer to an hour, but that's okay. Um, long episode of the show. Thank you all so much for listening. If listeners, if you're at New York comic con Friday or Saturday and I really stand down in a crowd. I'm a chubby white guy with facial hair. But if you happen to see me or you think it's somebody that might be me, stop me and say hi. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> so uh, you know, are you Brian Salvatore? Exactly. <laughs> Ask everybody. I'll probably... Why does everyone keep asking if I'm Brian Salvatore? Yeah. No banging just... your head on the display case, please. Yeah. Uh, I may or may not be wearing a Mets hat, depending on the results of tomorrow night's wildcard game. We'll see. Um... That would be too sad to put on a hat if they lost. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, New York Comic Con this week. Tweet me at Brian Needs an App. If you're at the show, we'll meet up and we'll talk about comics or something. Or I'll pretend that I didn't see it if I'm a jerk. We'll see. Um, <laughs> where can the folks find you guys on Twitter? Zach. Uh, SirFox89. 
uh, at VJ underscore O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. Zach and I are nerding out about Nintendo, Nintendo NX, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so next week we have a lot to talk about, a lot of new books, but maybe after next week we'll take a little break and talk about all the New York Comic Con announcements. Mm. And yeah, and just kind of unpack those, or, or maybe we'll just do a, you know, something special next week. I don't know. We'll see. But there's lots of good stuff coming up. Thanks for listening as always. And um, we had teased this special guest last week that didn't happen, or two weeks ago that didn't happen. Uh, sorry about that. That special guest is supposedly still coming on the show eventually. But I am doing a very special interview on Friday at New York Comic Con, and if the audio comes out well, I might release that as a special bonus episode over the weekend. So we'll see. If not, it's just going to be a print interview transcribed next week. So, um, yeah, that's a little teaser. And uh, have a good week, everybody. Enjoy your DC comments.